Hello, this is Leslie Garfield-Tenzer, and this is Law to Fact. Today I'm speaking with rising 2L, Inisa Proctor. I connected with Inisa Proctor through Twitter, where she shares tools she finds beneficial for success in law school. On her blog, Legally Complicated, Inisa creates a community for law students to learn, share, and even vent about law school experiences. Her blog was born from her own need to create a community. As a first-generation law student, she found it difficult to go it on her own. The blog is a way to help others feel anchored as they sail the rocky waters of the law school. My pun, not hers. In this episode, Inisa gives her advice on how to get through that first year. About sitting in a classroom with others, Inisa says, don't doubt yourself. Just because someone speaks the loudest doesn't mean they're right, and just because someone is silent doesn't mean they're wrong. Here's my discussion with Inisa Proctor. All right, so thanks for agreeing to talk to me. I know um, we've chatted a little bit before and that you're a first-generation law student, and I think that one of the things that you identified, and I so agree with, is the need for a community. And it seems to me like you created your own community. Um, And so I wonder how you knew to do that and what you've done to create that community and why you think it's so important. So it's kind of a three-part question, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what I've done, I think that it's very important because even in undergrad, I saw that the need to have somewhere where you belong is very important just so that you can stay sane. So I tried to do the same thing in law school. So when I came here, uh, my blog says that I went to my to one of the advisors, and I, and it was after my first day in property, and I said, if I, I need a tutor or something, or else I'm going to drop out, mm-hmm. or I'm going to fail out, one of the two, it's going to happen. And ever since then, she kind of created a good community for me. And then after that, I started to develop friends, and I started to develop connections with my professors, and I go in to see them for office hours. Mm-hmm. And this was important because this is what actually made me stay at my law school, because I created a community to where I finally felt um, a connection to you and felt like I couldn't leave. That's great. And in property, I assume you had your first semester of law school. Is that correct? My first and second. Okay. So, so start your first. And so, but what made you, so you are the author of Legally Complicated, which is a great blog and a resource for 1Ls. And mm-hmm. so I'm wondering what made you decide to start that blog? So I decided to start the blog because personally, I did have a few great mentors along the way, Mm -hmm. but a lot of it was a lot of heavy lifting on my part. And I feel like I didn't know what was going on for the most part. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that the the fees associated with applying, I had to figure it out all on like by myself. Mm -hmm. I saw other students who had their journeys uh, as blogs. And I always thought that that would be amazing to have a blog where I can say my perspective. Mm -hmm. And, And what kind of feedback are you getting on it? I am getting a lot of feedback. Um, I I have my own Twitter for my blog. That's where I post all my um, law school-related tweets. Mm -hmm. And I've had a lot of students, uh, prospective and current students, reach out to me about how I study, how, like, what to expect. They, they've they been asking a lot of questions, which is great, because that's what I wanted. I wanted to help students during this process. Such a valuable resource. So what are some of the things that you're hoping that this year's incoming 1Ls will get from your Legally Complicated blog? What do you want to make sure that they understand? Um, I'm actually about to type up a blog today about uh, 1L tips. And what I'm going to say basically is don't let what other people are doing affect how um, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So 
you you may see someone that looks like they're excelling and you're like man i have to be like that like i need to be that person they seem to have it all together but you don't have to be that person and maybe you could be that person but you don't have to take the same measures that they take to be that great person you can uh just do your own do your own um stuff to make sure that you have success because what works for one doesn't necessarily work for others so what worked for you what worked for me is so i took i took handwritten notes and um after class i would go back and i would type the notes and then that helped me because i i not only heard it and wrote it down, but I also went through and I reviewed it. And when I have all these arrows going certain ways, it made me be able to force myself to put them like where they belong in an outline form. And then after I did that, then I put the outline form, like I would take all my notes and I put it into an outline. And then after that, I would write out that outline and only put the legally significant uh, stuff. I wouldn't write out the whole 50 pages. Right. I would, I would just only write out what was important. And yes, this was time consuming, but that means that I've seen this information four times now. So when it becomes, when it comes down to studying, I've already seen it four times. Now it just comes down to memorization and practice problems. So I tell myself to have that written outline done by, um, by the first, by the, last weekend of classes so like by the time the classes are done Mm -hmm. i should have a finished outline that's written so so it's interesting so what you're basically saying which i fully agree with is not only have you seen the material four times but by by reducing it and reducing it and reducing it you're forcing yourself to kind of synthesize it and understand its context and put it not just in terms of memorizing different things but understanding how you would analyze it on an exam Yes. So that's great. And and by the way, what did you ever switch over to a laptop or are you still using your doing handwritten notes? I actually did take two summer classes and I considered it, but I'm still doing handwritten notes and well, it still seems to be what's best for me. What what other advice do you have for this incoming class? Anything else you want to share with them? The other advice is that don't wait too long to prepare your outline if you decide to outline. Um, do it throughout the semester. I usually do it when I've completed a full topic. Okay, that that is the most important thing. You've got to wait until you complete a full topic, though. Mm -hmm, Because you never know if the professor's going to say something else about it that you could have added, or um, you just never know. So I try and wait till the full topic is done, and they say, this is done, we're going to the next topic. And then I'm saying, okay, maybe I can start outlining right now. And then along with that, going back to Barbie, then that's when I also watch the Barbie videos. And I try and, like, make sure that I don't save all the videos to the end, because some videos can be an hour, some videos can be, I've seen property videos be two hours. Wow. And so you never know how long it will take you towards the end. So I try and keep up with stuff throughout the semester so that when I'm at the end of the semester, I'm not stressed out trying to do all these things. Mm-hmm. And when you studied, did your studying, did you do a lot of practice tests? Did, oh, um, were you in a study group? And if so, what did you think of the study group? So I did, uh, for, we had two days between our finals. My school was very generous in mm-hmm. that they gave us two days between finals. So after I got the outline finished, I would use those two days to write on the whiteboard and do practice problems. And I did have a study group, but I didn't have a study group throughout the semester. We just had it towards the end when we have all gathered the information that we needed and we're like, okay, because I can't teach something or I can't learn something if I don't 
try and do it by myself. Mm -hmm. So I make sure I have everything done, and then I meet with my study partners, and then we can uh, do practice problems and be like, why is this wrong? And then I would be able to actually explain why it's wrong, because I now have everything all put together in my head, and I can give a logical reasoning as to why it's wrong or right and make arguments. That's great. And that's the thing about study groups. There's no right or wrong formula for study groups. Yeah, I know some people meet throughout the semester. Some people meet at the end. Some people don't even do study groups. But yeah, it's definitely like as an individual thing as to how you want to approach that. Well, the reason I like study groups is because I think that and I like I like your formula, which is wait until the end. But what I think is appealing is that this way you can get the different perspectives of different people. And mm-hmm. that's kind of one of the things you have to do on your exams is write not only one side, but also the other side. And this way you can mm-hmm. kind of hear the differing viewpoints so that you can look at something from different sides if you see it on an exam. The other good thing about how I like doing it is that it's if they have something that's different than my notes, then that needs to be discussed. So that's uh, that's why I kind of that's why I do like doing it towards the end because I can be like, why you say that this document has to be submitted within thirty days? I have twenty one days. Why is that? And I need to figure out why that's wrong and which one is the right answer. And so that's why I like discussing with other students. That's great. All right, tell me a little bit about your blog, Legally Complicated. <laughs> so yeah, great name, started- by the way. <laughs> Thank you. I started the blog in hopes that I can talk to, with the legal community, incoming students, uh, incoming students and current students, and maybe even people who aren't even in law school anymore, just about my story going through law school. Just what, what it's like to case brief, what it was like for me to apply. It's just nice to have those different perspectives on applying to law school because there's no sometimes there's no right answer to apply sometimes you just have to look at 50 different things on how people did it and see how you want to do it or Mm -hmm. even just to see like see what's even out there some people are like i didn't even know that was a thing until i learned about it Mm -hmm. well that's what i thought was so fabulous about your blog is that it's a way for people particularly first generation law students to learn about stuff that some students who grew up with lawyers talking about law school know about did you know about law journals when you started law school? I knew a little bit about the law journals, but not a lot. I didn't realize until I always heard people talk about law review, but I guess I didn't really actually know what it was, and I had no interest in applying for law review at first. Just explain what is law review and law journals, and because I think that's one of the problems, especially for first-generation law students, that they don't know they exist or the importance of it. So, what? What? Tell me your thoughts. Tell what? It, what are law journals, first of all, and then? So I'm assuming is that you're just writing a review on like the law, right? Okay, no. So, so for our listeners, law review and law journals are basically journals that are edited by second and third-year law students that are put out by schools. So every school puts out at least one law review and certain law journals. Professors and practitioners at other schools and out in the professional world write articles about matters of interest, send them to law journals. A law journal accepts that article. And then the law journal, if they decide to publish that article, the students who are on the law review and law journal, number one, they get to pick which articles they publish. And number two, then the students will edit those articles and we do do what's called sub and cite, which is look at the footnotes, make sure they're correct, make sure the research is correct. So the key to, so the importance of being on a law journal 
is that you're communicating to future employers that you spent two years in addition to learning the law, editing and researching, which is really no matter what you practice, what you're going to be doing. And one of the things that I, um, and I'm just going to allude to the fact that we've had a previous conversation, one of the things you pointed out is that you didn't really know about them, and now you know about them, and on your Twitter, you were very clear that you were finally accepted to a journal, which was so exciting. When did you learn about law reviews and law journals, and what made you decide to apply? So I learned about them my first year, but uh, like my first year, first semester, but I didn't really know the details of it. But I decided to apply because one of our uh, law student fellows, kind of like a teacher assistant, they, um, she was just all like, I encourage you all to apply. This is a really big thing. Like, just at least apply. You can only do it your first, your first year after your first year is done. So you do not want to miss out on this opportunity. And when people tell me not to miss out on opportunity, I usually end up doing it. So I was just like, okay, we're, we're going to see if I can actually make it. So then I decided to uh, try out for uh, three law journals. I tried out for law review, the one that I just got on, which is alternative dispute resolution. Mm-hmm. And then there's one that we have for the um, maritime law. That's great. And so you probably are going to start soon. It's August. I guess you're going to gear up soon for it, right? Yeah, I actually have to submit a topic in two days uh. on what I want to write my article on. <laughs> and I have to submit an, an abstract uh, on the 18th. Oh, wow. So wow. It, it's coming soon. You're gonna, you know what? I actually, it's grueling work being on a law review or a law journal. But to me, it was like the most interesting part of my whole law school career. I loved it. What kind of community have you built through the blog? Who are you hearing from and how's it enhancing your law school experience? Honestly, I'm hearing from a lot of people. I've like had lawyers reach out to me, maybe obviously not to talk about like law school because they're done with it, but they've reached out to me about other concerns, maybe about like mentorships, like I just recently reached out about, or uh, prospective law students will say, well, how do you case brief? Hey, I just got accepted. I don't know what the next steps are. What did you do for orientation? I love to do stuff about that. Or like even current law students will say, hey, how do you study? Because this doesn't work for me and I don't know what's wrong. So how do you study so that I can see what I can do in the future? So honestly, it has captured a lot of people's attention and it's become a lot bigger than I've ever expected it to be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's wonderful. I mean, it's, I was interviewing a um, professor from the University of North Carolina who was familiar with your blog. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That is... <laughs> I, I really don't know how people like know about me. <laughs> it's definitely grown a lot more than I've ever expected it to be. <laughs> it's very cool. I mean, I you know I found it through you tweeting. Did you find a mentor? I did find a couple people. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. Um, I have a new segment, and my new segment is what would you do differently? And so my question to you is what what's one thing you would do differently one L year? I would not compare myself to others. I think that's the, and it's very hard to when, um, you know, when you're put in the setting to where you have a curve and people can do better than you or worse than you, and that is dependent on your grade. But I think I compared myself a little bit too much by, oh, this person's doing this. Oh, I'm doing this. And I think that that's added stress on top of everything else you have going on that is not needed. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely something that I think I would eliminate because sometimes Someone could be loud and they can also be wrong and you could be silent and you can be right. And so I've just learned to, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Don't completely ignore it because you could learn something, but don't 
put all your energy into it. Such a great quote. Someone could be loud and you could be wrong, but silent and you could be right. That's brilliant. All right. Anything else you want to add? Anything else you think that um, students want to know? Uh, just take uh, just take advantage of every opportunity. Just get to know your professors. Get to know your other uh, your peers. Just accept one out for what it is. It will be challenging. I'm not going to say it's going to be easy. But it definitely will be challenging, but you'll learn, you'll learn so much and just accept it for what it is. We all go through it. We've all made it, and so will you. So just keep pushing. It will be hard, but just keep pushing, and you'll be fine. Wonderful. Wonderful words of advice. Um, well, I am, for one, uh, we go. you are at a law school that's different from mine, but I, for one, look forward to watching your career because there's no doubt in my mind you're going to be a superstar. It's really cool. Oh, thank you so much. That means a lot. No, I really do. I really do. All right, Anissa, thank you for talking to me. I really, really appreciate it. So that's my discussion with Anissa Proctor. Hope you enjoyed it. If you have a professor you'd like me to speak with or a topic you'd like me to cover, tweet me at Lord of Fact, and we'll take care of that. Have a good day and a great start of the semester.